It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you knew you were enough? What would your life look like? What would love look like? This is the Enough at the Broadcast, where we're redefining what makes you enough in life and in love. Now here's your host, Suzette Birnard. Hello everybody, this is Suzette Birnard and welcome to the Enough Factor Podcast. I am so glad you stopped by. Of all the podcasts and voices you could have tuned into, you decided to tune into mine and that makes me feel all warm all over. If this is your first time, this podcast is about redefining what makes you enough in life and in love, and it's founded upon three critical factors of enoughness, your voice, your value, and your vision. To delve more deeply into these factors, check out season one's very first episode. Today's guest, my, my, my. It's my sister friend whose energy I feel in everything she does. It's none other than the visionary behind the relationship firm and more recently the healing firm, Stephanie McKenzie. Now, Stephanie is a certified life, relationship, bereavement, sleep science, and integrative nutrition health coach, often called Coach Steph, and she is a chief sozo officer, right? And lead coach at the Healing Firm. The Healing Firm was birthed out of an obsession that Stephanie developed first for herself and then while working with individuals at the Healing Firm's sister company, the relationship firm, who needed or found relief from their from their life relational and marital challenges 
by imploring practical and spiritual healing modalities. The word sozo is Greek and translated as both salvation and wholeness. And it is out of this understanding that the healing firm works with clients who want to live full and abundant lives. There's that word, abundance. So it gives me great joy to give a hearty EFP welcome to Sozo Steph. Hi, Steph. Well, hello, Suzette. How are you? Hello and all your sozo Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here in all my sozo Yes, indeed. Yes, I can't believe that it has been, what, six and a half years. Has it? Wow. Yes, since we met. You know, I went back in my email archives and I was like, wow. how long ago was it when we first came together? And yes. you were a guest, you and Stefan. Yes. Both here were a guest on my Ordinary is the New Extraordinary radio show. Remember that? Yes, I remember. Yes. I couldn't believe it because I was like in 2013 in September. And I'm like, oh my God. Wow. It's been that long. But you know what? Yes. We look good though. <laughs> We do. Oh, my goodness. I never, you know, funniest thing, funny that you say that. I had the funniest conversation today. I was teaching a group of uh, um, seniors. I do some senior fitness stuff, and I was talking to them, and I was telling them about how it's different to lose weight at the different stages of life. And uh, this man did not believe me when I told him how old I was, and he raised his hand. And he said, are you lying about your age? I was like, no, sir, I am not lying about my age. And I told him, I said, you know, black doesn't crack, but it will expand. <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody just cracked up laughing. I'm like, hey, listen, I learned it the hard way. So I, I'm here to extol the virtues of the truth. <laughs> oh, my God. I had never heard of black don't crack, but it will expand. I, I added the that. last part. That's a, that's a Stephism. Girl, I, I love that Stephism. I love it. Well, I tell you, you have been very busy. Which is no surprise because I think of you as the queen of reinvention. You wow. get an idea and you make that thing work, Steph. And I, I have watched you over the years and I just love your flow. I love how you do it. I oh, really bless do. you. Bless you so much. It, it, it's funny you say that because you're not the only person that tells me that. And to me... It just, it's sometimes it just feels so natural. The pivots come in, right? Mm -hmm. But they come in so naturally, except for the relationship firm. And that's a whole different conversation. But the pivots come so naturally now. I just, I just let them come. I don't even bother trying to fight them anymore. It's like, okay, this is, this is where we are. That's where we are. Well, you know, when I was looking at your bio, what stood out for me? was the relationship firm and the healing firm and how healing and relationships. And I thought, you know what? Most folks don't think of the two together. They really don't, even though they, they really are important, you know, and they affect one another. But I had never looked at healing and relationships together until I was looking at your bio. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to romantic and intimate relationships, I don't, I'd never thought of at, at healing. Most people, when they're looking for someone you know, to be with or whatever, they don't think of the healing factor in it. So, you know, what, what about that 
what what emerged for you uh, when you took out your CSI magnifying glass, <laughs> you know, in working you know? with your relationship folks? What made that healing component come come? Well, uh, you, you, yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting that you say that because it it takes me to a very practical place, you know, like I like I've I've told clients before. Listen, we can we can talk about your relationship. But if you're telling me things like, when I get home in the evening, I'm very tired. And so I don't have the temperament or the patience to deal with his stuff or her stuff or whatever, as opposed to saying, you know, in a limited scope of things, well, how would you like to deal with that? I start asking real questions now. I ask questions like, so how much sleep did you get? How much caffeine are you taking in? What's your activity level like? When the last time you had full plantar blood work? What are your hormone levels? And this is male and female. Uh, one of the couples I was working with, they were having a dastardly time at their marriage. It was like the 10th circle of hell. Oh, God. Yeah. And that was, that was a good day. So at the end of it all, and of course, these are people in their 30s. And so you don't necessarily think about this happening. But the fix for their relationship, besides coming to see me, was having his testosterone level tech and it was low and then having her go back on her anxiety meds that made all the difference in the world. And so sometimes as much as I believe in a spiritual and emotional um, uh, resolution for challenges in relationships, sometimes there's a very practical physiological one. And we can't be remiss about that when people are coming together and blending and they have different habits and different rituals. We normally don't say habits in the office. We normally say rituals because habits are something to break. And so that's why I use the word habits because you're bringing two people together. They have different habits. They may not eat the same. They may not sleep the same. There's this, there's this belief that, you know, married couples have to sleep in the same bed. And I'm like, why? That didn't start until later in the 20th century. They, they didn't do that always. If your spouse has sleep apnea or your spouse is on a different schedule and wants to go to sleep at a different time and y'all sleep in a different bed, as long as it's not about punishment or malice or, or any kind of negative thing, why not? Do what's best for your health so you can show up as the best partner. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to tell you, as you get older, Hmm. Menopause and sleep hmm. apnea become more real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. do. And there are times because I'm I, I don't, you know, I get confused with paramenopausal and postmenopausal. All I right. know is I sweat. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is Personal I sweat. yes, it, it can happen at the drop of a dime. That's what and, I hear. And I know that depending on I guess those other factors that you have mentioned, I can have mm-hmm. a high level of fatigue with it. It just comes yes. on. It just comes on without any kind of, you know, anything. It's like sweat. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't, don't touch me. Don't hug me. Don't breathe on yeah. me. Just, just yeah. go away. Go, 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 yeah. go, 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 quick, 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 quick. And so I'm so glad that you're bringing that up because my parents didn't, or my mom specifically, she didn't talk to me about those aspects of, of relationship and marriage and intimacy and all that. She didn't talk mm-hmm. about menopause and, and, and all that. She didn't talk mm-hmm. about it. all she did. All she said was that she thought that dad went through a, a, a subtle crisis, but that was basically it. Understood. 
And there's a lot of that. I mean, even now you would think it's so interesting to me, Suzette, that now we have so much more information at our fingertips, yet and still, you got people still running around in the 21st century thinking things like you can't get pregnant on the first time. There are people who still think that. I'm like, Google that, baby. <laughs> Google, you know, it. Google it, Dr. Google is here for you. He loves yes, you. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's so interesting to me, it's a, and it's unfortunate in many ways that There's not conversations happening, especially with women, especially with men. We're not talking about hormones for men. Everybody in the world knows what menopause is, but sometimes you may not know what it's doing to your body or to your relationships or to your tolerance level. And so you just kind of feel like, I don't know what to do. Um, Another Mm -hmm. area we're not talking about is fibroids. And although it's a popular topic, I don't think that there's, there's a real understanding for the men who may have a sexual partner who has this, this disorder, this challenge, what that really is like. And so, you know, we have to develop some sort of a a level of empathy for what our partner is going through, um, especially if it's related to, to their health. Yeah. And and if we can go all the way there on the Concord, I, I mean, mean, we can. Let's fly. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Because they Where we going, girl? Girl, we're going into the, the vagina. Shall we go? Let's go. Because nobody tells you. At least nobody told me. Maybe somebody else has been told. If so, please put it in the comment section. But I wasn't told that as I got older, that one minute it's like everything is lubricated and wonderful. And then... After uh-huh. a while, it can get dry as a potato chip, uh-huh. and you don't even, it's like, wait a minute, what happened? What uh-huh. happened between point A and point B last week and this week? What, what happened? Right. right. And, 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 you know, it's not just, it's not just age. That can come with certain imbalances as well. Um, we don't talk enough about the vagina, or as my little godniece used to call it, the pajama. We don't talk about <laughs> pajama because, you know, I think everybody is under the assumption that we all know what to do with these parts. And we don't. We really no, don't. We're just we doing don't. what we think we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, there are so many things that, you know, you can enhance an orgasm. You can enhance an erection. You said we're flying on the concourse, so I'm flying. Yeah, girl, let's go. We can enhance stamina, you know, um, some things we eat they definitely impact you know our sexual health and our and 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 let's just be real how we taste and we just leave it at that if you're not tasting that's the okay we're moving on but we're not we're not mindful and i think it's because in this country you know sex is a is a is a point of shame you have a lot of people suffering from sexual shame sexual trauma uh sexual ignorance forget about that forget about the rest you know this the ignorance of you know, not knowing, not being able to find it, not having somebody they can confide in to get that information. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Oh, you better say it. I mean, you it's for real. It's surprising how much that how how much people don't talk about it. It's like we robotically do it. Yes. But don't talk about it. Don't really aren't really honest about it. And it makes me wonder if that's why. So many women, at least I, because I talk to women more, I think, than men. Sure, but sure. while there is frustration, because I'm not, I know some of the complaints that men say is, boy, we were like rabbits before we got married. Now we're right. married and she don't want to do it. Right. 
And I mean, and and that could definitely happen. Um, But then there, then I have questions. Okay. But she doesn't want to do what have y'all talked about the frequency of, of, of your, of your uh, sex life post marriage? Because some people seem to think that you get married, you have sex every day and unicorns come and live in your bedroom and it's all, (laughs) you know, rosé and roses. And I'm like, lies, life is happening. Girl, oh, hold on, I'm trying to get with the unicorns living in my bedroom. <laughs> and you know, I love a unicorn, so I can't ever be mad about that. But, you know, people think that, they think that, oh, we're going to get married and I'm going to have somebody to watch DVR with and we're going to binge watch everything on Netflix. It's going to be awesome. We're going to like Netflix and chill forever. No. No. Life is happening. And that's, I think it's that's so the, I think that's the issue that stuns people because maybe the reason is because he gets to go to his house, you get to go to your house, you know, and you yes. have your own separate lives. You come together to date, but you, yeah. your lives are not blended. But when you get married, right. your lives are blended. And so it becomes, you yes. have to be more intentional and creative with your love life. Because, Absolutely. Because like you Absolutely. said, the energy factor is real. And the older you get, you don't have as much energy. Sometimes you have to say, Babe, you know what? You go ahead, use my, play with all the knobs on my body. Just go right ahead, have yourself a good time, but go on and get it done. Go on and get it done. I'm, 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 and her up. We don't here for you. It doesn't have to be a a marathon. I'm here for you for 15 good minutes. Go. Right. Love you. Love you. No (laughs) Just go on and do it because I'm tired and I'm sleepy and my feet hurt. But I want to go on and do what you got to do. But understand, this is not going to be 30 to 45 minutes long. Mm, mm -mm. This is not Fifty Shades of Gray. This is Fifty Shades of Cray. This is to help you. I want to help you. You got to do. That's right. I'm supporting. I'm right here. Go go for it. Exactly. I'll be your treasure box. Go for it, but you better mm-hmm. hurry up because I'm tired. <laughs> chop, chop. And you know what? The thing, and that happens a lot with couples. And so, you know, the, the health coach in me is like, okay, are you always tired at the end of the day? What's going on during your day? Is is there something missing? Do you want to have more energy and you don't? Is this a pattern of behavior? Because again, we've got to, I've said this before, we've got to talk about the sex. Yeah, we do. You know, we've got to talk it's about the critical. sex. Especially if it's changing. If the yes. frequency is changing, if the duration is changing, if if the enthusiasm for it is changing, we've got to talk about it. It doesn't just go away. And I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about things because communication is being frowned upon. And I'm like, but we can't have fruitful relationships of any kind if we're not open and honest. And when I say open and honest, not just, oh, I'm going to talk about this and I own it. I mean, open and honest. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. Don't go on a on a campaign. Don't don't do that. Don't 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 politic. If something needs to be said, then you say it mm-hmm. with love, so that we can deal with it as a unit. Yeah, instead of waiting, instead of tolerating, tolerating, tolerating. Yes, and letting it build up, and then next thing you know, we're having this knockdown drag out over broccoli. Yeah, or I have an endless headache. Like girl, exactly. go get exactly. you some more eye because you you forever got a headache. 
<laughs> because now we're just tapped out. We don't we don't even want to we don't even want to play anymore. We take our ball and go home. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true, step girl. We we stepped into some stuff right now, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We but just we, got on but, but we need to because I think Definitely. people really they need to have permission to talk about it. I feel like if we can talk Definitely. about bills and we can talk about other things, then sex talk about that too. Definitely. And and I do you think do you find that in your working with couples that it's not so much the, the talking about it that's the issue, but that sometimes people need to be coached in into how to have the conversation in a way that doesn't make the other person feel like you just finished, you know, shaming them. Yeah. I mean, because that's a lot, you know, and it definitely it comes into play. Uh, and so, okay, so now I flip past the educator in me. It's like, this is when we start having conversations around learning styles, because sometimes the disconnect between a couple and the reason why their communication uh, slash comprehension is not at a fruitful level is because they're not operating with each other's learning styles in mind. I mean, a lot of times they don't know. But the woman, I, I had one, one couple in the office and he didn't talk a lot till I gave him a Rubik's Cube in my office. There's toys. There's all kinds of toys because there's different <laughs> learning styles. Honey, right. he talked so much and never looked up from the Rubik's Cube. And so she looks at me and she's like, so am I going to have to have a Rubik's Cube at home? Probably. To me, he seems like a tactile learner. But you keep telling him, because this is what we tell people, when I'm really paying you attention, I'm looking you dead in your eyes. Well, for Mm -hmm. a tactile learner, that's kiss of death if they can't still do what they need to do. They need to be moving and active. Wow. So, you know, that, that, that lyric that's like learning your man and earning your man. Uh, yeah, it goes both ways. We need to be learning each other and stop trying to put these, these, these boundaries and these expectations on people because of something you saw in a rom-com in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it. Just because he's not looking at you doesn't mean he's not listening because I'm telling you that man talked for uh, a coaching hour, which is 50 minutes. He talked for about 30 of them. He's never talked that much. Never looked up from that Rubik's Cube. That Ooh. matters. Wow. So, Steph, I know that you have assessments and so forth. Do you do you feel that, especially in our dating culture, where people are swiping to the right, swiping to the left, and, and spending a lot more time uh, glued to their cell phones than looking and, t- you know, actually looking up and Ooh. talking to a person. Do you feel like in this day and age that it is critical to relationships really being healthy and satisfying that people include in their budget just as much as they do owning a house, really having a relationship coach or therapist or something like that um, in their lives when it comes to their relationships? You know, that's a great question. And I think, you know, ultimately, the short answer is yes, but the longer answer is yes, and I and this is why most of us, I say this, if you're 28 and three fourth years old, you're going to have some baggage when you really decide that you want to have a a fruitful partnership. People run around here talking about partnerships all the time. But see, they're not equipped to be a partner. Yeah. They don't want the vulnerability that comes with partnerships. See, to have a partnership and you know this, Suzette, 
it, we don't just wake up one morning and be like, ta-da, we're partners now. No, there is a process. There's a level of vulnerability that has to come into that relationship that most people are not willing to do because they've been burned and stung and, and, and beat so many times. So I say, yes, put that into your budget in terms of getting yourself ready mm-hmm. for what you claim you desire because, you know, the truth of the matter is your relationships are a reflection of who you are. If you're telling me that every man you've been with has cheated on you, that's not their problem is yours. You're the common denominator. What is it about you? And I'm not going to say that makes men cheat, but what is it about you that creates a level of vulnerability in a relationship that someone uh, that you have, you have a lesser partner could be man or woman that would make that type of decision. Why are you bringing somebody into your life that would not choose to work through those moments of vulnerability and to, and to make effort versus making effort outside of the relationship. Now, now we have to look at what you're actually bringing to the table besides I'm a good woman and I'm a good man. Girl, for real. Cause I, I, I think about what is it that you haven't healed that's causing you to continue to hemorrhage. You're, he- you're hemorrhaging in the, it's like blood in the water. Mm. And, well, and, and then I, you get. And I talk about emotional sharks. What? Like, oh, wait, girl, high five and you cyberly. Yes. Hey. <laughs> it's true. And it, I got it, the point I first heard that was when Oprah had Tyler Perry on her show and she had a um, hundred men that had been sexually molested. I don't know if you saw that particular episode. No, I didn't see that. Okay. But uh, Tyler Perry, after his mom died, told oh. his story and then. He, they invited a all male audience of men oh. who had been sexually molested when they were young, and they were holding up a picture of them at the age that it happened. Mm. Powerful, powerful show. And she, of course, was sexually sexually assaulted and molested as well growing up. Right. And she was saying to him, "You know, I often wondered why it happened over and over again." And Tyler said, "Blood in the water." Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because blood always attracts sharks. Always. Always. And so we've got to heal the hemorrhage. Definitely. Definitely. Heal the hemorrhage. That's, the, that's the common denominator. That you, It's like sharks are going to be what they are. That's right. But what draws them to you yes. is a different thing. Yes. Yes. And you're putting, you putting that blood in that emotional, you know, that emotional blood in the water, you know, the predator, I've always said this, the predator knows it's prey. And so I'm having this conversation with a client right now where literally is like, do you want, cause you keep saying you want this relationship, but you keep running back to this dysfunction. So, yeah. so at some point we've got to make a decision. If you want dysfunction, you can have dysfunction, but you can't have both. Okay. So if you want dysfunction, have that. If you want abundance, then that's going to require you to heal the part of you that lets that emotional shark be like, mmm, dinner. So <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day, you know, and, and, and this is somebody in their 50s. So these are, these, are, these are not, you know, my clients run the gambit. But, and, and it's a male. And I think what we're seeing also is that we have a lot of unhealed males. Because just like you and I are talking and we're holding space for each other and whomever is going to listen to this, 
we're, we're women. We can be, oh my God, girl, and I can just cry and it's okay. But if a man does that, see, there's, there's stigmas attached to their vulnerability. And so until we get to the point where, where we can hold space, where the men have a space to be held, we're going to see a lot of broken relationships mm-hmm. and they won't move to partnership. I don't care what you do. It, it, they're just going to be relationships. As I said before, someone to be with and someone to build with are two different things. And we've got a lot of people who are being, but they don't have the capacity to build. Ah, uh, be with versus build with girl. So what, what in your, in your uh, practice, mm-hmm. what are some things that people need to at least be able to sustain uh, the rigors of getting to know, getting to build with somebody else? What do you have to come to the table with? I know we all are flawed human beings and I get that, Absolutely. but there has to be a certain degree of healing, self-awareness to even be able to sustain the rigors of getting to know someone. So what are those, uh, those components that you've seen? Absolutely. That's a great question. And, you know, since we're talking about being more than enough, I think really coming to the table and understanding who you are and what, what you do well. And I'm not just talking about your job. I'm talking about just everything. Like who, who are you? Like recognizing you're this amazing, almost product like, but understanding the amazing facets of yourself as well as the bad, the dark parts the shadow as some of my friends call it. So really recognizing who you are and not needing a relationship to complete you. That's Jerry Maguire. That's a movie. Okay. That's not real. All right. We, you know, too many times people want a relationship to complete them. That's not what it does. A relationship in, in, in at its core should be something that helps you level up, not a sponsor. I'm not talking, don't tell them that we, we told y'all to go get sponsors. And now we talking about it. But it should help you level up. The sum of us should be greater than our parts. Yes. That, that's what, that's, but see, the sum, see, we can't make two become one if two or three-legged chairs. So what's a three-legged chair? I'm glad you asked. It's a chair that's missing a leg. And if you've ever tried to set a three-legged chair up next to another three-legged chair, they won't hold each other up. They'll fall in on each other. Catch the visual. Oh, I see it. I see it. You see what I'm saying? And so we have a lot of people that are three-legged chairs thinking, oh, I'm going to get with this person. Or, you know, oh, yeah, she hold me down. She marauded down. Yes, I'm doing impersonations now. I don't know why. You bring it out of me. You're bringing it out. (laughs) We have a lot of people that get together. They think this relationship is going to make them. And I'm like, no, baby, you need to be made before you get it. Yes. You've got to come with all four legs, even if one's a little wobbly. Yes, that's it. It's Even okay to wobble. Yeah. They wrote a whole song about it. Wobble, wobble, shake it, shake it. I mean, it's okay to wobble, but to be without a leg, honey, well, that, mm, that, that changes everything. It does. It does. And sadly, for a lot of us that have not really gotten healing, yes, we are more our dreams and even our prayers are more about I'll have what she's having. Yes. Than really trying to to really have a meaningful partnership with somebody. Uh, I was talking to some people um, not too long ago, even though when this actually airs, it's going to be a long time ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so we'll say, uh, I was talking to some people uh, in Jan- earlier part of January. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. And that sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, because of course this will be airing in the spring. So yeah. Gotcha. So the part in January, and we were talking about relationships because I was at that time I had just finished having a seminar with them calling Confront Your Valley, and yes. then I was telling them about the next offering I was going to do was going to be doing love differently, and okay. so they were talking and. I just started just, you know, we were just kind of talking. And I said, yeah, I said, because you have to really, I said, a lot of us are looking for men, whether he's going to open the door or not, or whether he can, mm-hmm. you know, whether he mm-hmm. has six figures or not, or, you know, whether all his teeth are there or whether he has a little bit of a, a pudge in his tummy or not, whether he's fit, got a six pack. I'm like, you, we're looking at those things. And, and granted, having a man that has all his teeth is a wonderful thing. It is. Yes, I, I would co-sign that. Yes, it's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. I, I love like that. I could, I could, I could accept him smiling at me a little bit. Pale. No, I mean, it's help. Yes, absolutely. It's very helpful. I said, but at the very same time, we have to look for capacity in that person to yes. be able to handle what we purpose-driven women bring to the table. I said, most of us don't even look at whether he can compliment us purposefully or whether he has the capacity for our our way of living, our our life rhythm, our purpose rhythm. Mm -hmm. Because I said, you know, the me that was cooking meals every night was the person I had in my first two, was the person I was in my first two marriages because we had a child. I said, right. but me in my 50s and 60s, I don't cook dinner every night. So if my dear husband required that, if he was old school and thought right. that was necessary, then we wouldn't be a good match right now because I don't do that anymore. And nope. I said, and so we aren't really leading with where we are now, especially us 40s, 50s, 60-year-old women that are grandmothers now and menopausal mm-hmm. now and Mm-hmm. purpose driven now and we're rocking with our own kind of vibe you can't shop in the same store no you no you cannot up, you have to up level your expectations and your vetting definitely of the person definitely. you're going to spend either the rest of your life with or at least some a significant piece of your time with exactly and and i think in that when we take inventory of ourselves and recognize who we are because realize we, 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 we attract what we are. So if you're, if you're telling somebody, cause this is what we do as, as women and you know, men as well, I'm sure you have some, some male listeners. Hey y'all, but um, <laughs> you know, as a female, if, if I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm great in my career, but you know, I know there's some things, you know, I don't, I don't do well with criticism or critiques. Okay. So when you attract that person in and you want to give them all the criticism and critiques and we're going to minimize the criticism, but you want to give them the the critiques and you're like, I don't know why he didn't handle that well, because you don't, you will attract what you are. Yeah. And most men don't like to be parented. (laughs) They don't. You can be his mother or his lover, but you can't be both. So pick team. Yeah, so when you put that mother tone like in your voice, like you do with the children, men don't respond well to that. You know? 
No, they don't. And the man that does, you know, be careful with that because it's like, okay, well, well, why? You know, because there's a way that you can speak to a man and it's not like a child. And what I'm starting to see a lot of is women speaking to men like they're children. And I'm like, that's not going to work out for you, girlfriend. Like, it's just not. And it's just really not. It doesn't work out. And, I, and I'm seeing it more. And it's not any diss because we both are, are very purpose-driven, uh, you know, business-minded women. So right. it's not saying that you need to lose your ambition and your drivenness. But I, I, sometimes <laughs> find, I sometimes find with women like us, though. Yeah, we're the biggest problem. Just we, hold can, we can get that bass in our voices like we yeah. like, like we wear the pants, you know? Like we've yes. got to tell him what to do. Uh, wipe your mouth. Put your clothes here. Why you do that? You know, and uh-huh. I'm, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, stop <laughs> it. I'm like, stop it. I mean, I sit in sessions with them, you know, and I'm like, stop it. You cannot. Well, he acts like a child. Then why you want him? You know, as good as I felt one day, I told one girl to give him back his ring. You know, if he, if he does all of these things, because, you know, my, 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 my position on relationships is, well, I have two. If you have to make it work, it actually doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Relationships mm-hmm. require effort. They don't require work. So if you feel like it's a job, perhaps you, you need to, you know, terminate. Girl, if I was on Twitter right now, that was a tweetable right there. That's a tweetable. Oh, yay. I'm tweetable. Yay. You are tweetable. That was good. That was good, Steph, because that's true. They take effort. Not oh, work. There's a difference. There is a difference. And, you know, and, and so to so sit there, we tell people, and I kind of went off the other night, and I was like, we tell people, well, you know, relationships take work. Well, relationships take work. No, if it's taking work, it doesn't work. It takes effort. There's a difference. Stop letting people tell you that. Wow. That was good. Well, thank you. That was good. Pain to me because I'm so tired of people saying, well, you know, I'm, I just want it to work out. Listen, honey, if your relationship lasts nine months and in those nine months, you learned the lesson that you were supposed to learn in those nine months, then it did in fact work out. Mm-hmm. forever it doesn't necessarily it, it may not be for forever it's for the season that it's for yeah yeah it's to help us to get clearer exactly but we have people and i've told people this we've got to stop looking at marriage based on the quantity of years we need to look at the quality of the connection because if you spend 30 30 years with somebody and it was pure hell we mm-hmm. shouldn't be celebrating that no we shouldn't we shouldn't and if you've been be. with somebody uh, uh, three years and it's been bliss, let's not tell them we'll just wait. No, maybe that is what, maybe they have unlocked the formula for how to do life between the two of them because there's no blueprint to this. Every marriage is different, two different people. All right, so maybe they've unlocked the formula of how to live in bliss. Let mm-hmm. them live in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I found that for me, because this is my third marriage and the first two, Oh, dear God. <laughs> but this third, what I found was I I was good at getting out of bad relationships, but I wasn't good at being in a good one. Understood. And, 
And even though I prayed and prayed and prayed for a good one, for a healthy one, I had to realize, okay, you're used to the ones you got to get over. You're not used to the ones that are worth the effort. Yes. You're used to the ones that require you to work. You're not used to the ones that require the effort. And I had to learn. I literally had to go through some transformations in the way I I, I process things, Mm -hmm. in the way I look at things, in the way Mm -hmm. I heard things. I had to go through a literal checkup from the neck up for real in order to really be okay in a good relationship. Because I wanted one, but I didn't know what, I didn't know how to show up in one. Yeah. And that, and that's not uncommon though. You know, honestly, that's why I say people run around here talking about, I want a partner. I want a partner. I want a partner. And I'm like, I want my Boaz. I want my Boaz. Oh my God. Oh dear Jesus. Please Boaz wherever he is, honey. Leave him alone. (laughs) You need a pimp named Naomi. Yeah, I said pimp. So anyway, uh, <laughs> and you know, a lot of people don't want to listen, you know, that's true. Ruth followed instructions to get her a Boaz, but and we're not going to get on that tonight. We're not going to do that tonight. We're, we're not, not going to do, do that. that. We're not going to do, do, do that tonight. We're not going to do it. But I mean, you know, we've got people running around being very idyllic about mm-hmm. what their relationship should look like, what their partner should look like. Meanwhile, they're running around here touting themselves as a good woman or a good man. But it's like, have you have you healed the trauma from the 90s? Did did you go back and, and, and talk to your your yourself and heal those wounds? Or are you still pussing all over your life? Yeah. You just kind of not looking at it. Mm-hmm. Compensating. You know, we, yeah. yeah. Trying to compensate. We will ooze and puss all over our lives. And be like, what's that white stuff? Oh, well, let me go to work. It'll be all right. No, 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 no. We, we have to deal with our wounds because scars and wounds operate at different octaves. Mm, go ahead. Talk about, more about that, Stephanie. That was good. You know, if you ever heard a wounded animal in the woods, it, 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 it yells, it, it's in pain, it, 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 it's, it's in distress. Mm-hmm. It's angry. It's sad. There, there are all these things that the wound is causing it, and it's not in control. You know, if an animal's caught in a trap, that leg is caught. They didn't want that. They didn't desire that. And so now they're reacting to the situation that they're in, and all they can do is cry out and yell. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't control the emotion. The emotion is controlling them. And so that's what wounded people do. If you if somebody is still talking about their ex and getting mad and and they broke up twenty years ago, uh, we we need to talk about that. We need to see we need to see that through to the to the point of scarring, because scars don't yell. We wear them like little badges. You know, you ever looked at a scar on your hand? And you're just like, what happened? Oh well, you know, I was cooking and so on and so so. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true. They, they they birth a story, a narrative. That allows you to share. You can't share from a place of wounding because it hurts. Honey, listeners get free today. Mm, 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 mm. That's good. We, we gotta get it. We gotta get healed. It's got to be. Healed. I mean, physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, we've got to get healed in every facet we can get healed. And like I said, you can be a four-legged chair with a wobbly leg. That's fine. Just don't be a three-legged chair. 
and be okay in your three-leggedness. Yeah, because you can't, because you can't, you can't, you can't stand any pressure. You can't stand any weight. If you're a three-legged chair, nobody, you have no, there's no benefit. Nobody can sit on you. You can't, you can't handle the weight. Mm, that's all I can sign. Just moan through that one, girl. That was ooh, that that was fresh right there. Yeah, you can't, you can't handle the weight. Nope. Which means you can't hold space. Which means you can't be a partner. How you gonna be a partner? You yeah, can barely you know, hold yourself up. And it's so funny because I remember some years back, and I and I reference this every now and then. But mm-hmm. I remember some years back, I used to have conversations with this guy friend of mine. And I'll never forget we were talking about relationships because we love to talk about relationships. And he was saying, you know what? He said there are a lot of people that want relationships that aren't relationship material. They're not ready for it. That's very true. And, and, and at first I was like, hmm, like thinking, who do you think he is? You know, but then I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That's true. Just because you want a relationship doesn't mean you're ready for one. That's right. That's right. Or you're ready for the relationship you want. Now you can, you know, because readiness and preparedness are two different things. You'd be ready to to be in a relationship, and that's why you'll you'll find somebody to be with. But then you'll get upset because now you want to build, you want to, you know, take things to the next level. But they that yeah, they, they're not equipped. They're not equipped because you attracted in a three-legged chair. Three-legged. And now you're mad because it's got three legs. Well, honey, it had three legs. When it came, you were just so enamored with one of the three legs that maybe you didn't notice that the, the real legs were broken. But I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I did. You I'm said sorry. that out loud. Well, you know we said we were going on the concourse. We did. You took us there. So, okay. And it's your show. You can do what you want to. It's all your show. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to scream so bad. I'm scared this microphone will start. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's why we got editing. Editing, editing, editing. Oh, my God. Stephanie, oh, I knew talking to you was going to be a revelation. I knew it. I and love I, this. And I am so glad. But listen, tell the listen. listeners how they can get up with you. And tell us more about that the, the assessment and the healing firm and how they can, you know, get, get in touch with you and, and all of that. Because I know they'll want to. I know they'll absolutely, want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, definitely at the healing firm, we have an assessment called um, Whole is the Goal which basically we have uh, sozoology is what I, is what I call our program. And it has six dimensions of wholeness. So spiritual, emotional, mental, historical, which is about your past triggers, physical and relational. So we're looking at six dimensions of wholeness because it all matters. You want to bring your best self to the table if you're in a relationship or if you're just in a relationship with yourself, you know, you want to do that. So definitely we have that assessment tool uh, available for anyone that comes our way. We want to make sure that, that you're crafting your path is what we call it. And just beginning to, to write the right turn, I guess, course correct, if you will. And then of course on the relationship firm side, you know, definitely I love to life coach. If it's not obvious, Uh, We do a lot of couples at the relationship firm. So, I mean, if you're a couple or part of a couple and you want to do that, then we have some other tools we use, preparing rich and other things like that. But in all things, you can always find me at either the relationshipfirm.com or at the healingfirm.com and uh, in social media on those handles as well. 
Fantastic. Stephanie, thank you so much, girl. You have made my evening. Yes, Yay, you, you made mine too. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. Oh my God. Any final words you want to say to our listeners before we conclude? You know, what I, what I would like to do is really just encourage them that, you know, wherever they are, that you can declare a new season in your life at any time. So just because things haven't gone your way or they've gone your way to a point and you're struggling to get to that, that, that best level, as we like to call it, be encouraged because uh, there's a philosopher, I believe his name is Rumi, I believe that's the pronunciation. And he says that what you seek is seeking you. And so putting yourself in the position to be found is so key. So, so want to be found. Don't necessarily be the seeker, but be, be, be the person that, that you want to be when you are found and work, from, and work backwards from there. And I, you know, definitely be encouraged as you walk along your path because regardless of where you're stepping, it is yours. That was wonderful. Well, all right, listeners, you know how I like to leave it. You are worthy. You're worth it. And this time, instead of saying you are enough, I'm going to say you are more than enough. Bye now. You have just listened to the Enough Factor Podcast with your host, Suzette Vernon. To get notified of new episodes or to dig deeper into today's topic, become a subscriber. And while you're at it, tell us how we're doing and what topics you're interested in. We appreciate your feedback and your reviews. Until next time, remember, you are worthy, you are worth it. You are enough. guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere where and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus